Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, and I am here with my good friend, Michael Molinari, who, uh, you can't see this if you're not seeing the video or the photo, he's out in the middle of the woods. How you doing, Micah? I'm good. I just figured it was a beautiful, crisp morning here in Asheville. It's a beautiful morning. Apparently, we're going to get snow soon, so that's Ooh. fun. Uh, so I thought I'd take advantage. As a matter of fact, is the is the wind distracting? Can you hear the wind? I cannot, but I have screaming tinnitus in both ears, and or tinnitus if you prefer. Doctor told me you can say it either way, but um, fantastic. Uh, I hear the wind in my ears constantly, along with a bunch of other noises like the howling of orcs and what screeching of banshees and the blaring of the clarion, and it's a nightmare. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. It's it's a freaking nightmare. <laughs> but let me tell everybody, and this is like a weird digression, um, I recently discovered something called cognitive behavioral therapy, and it has helped me to deal with my tinnitus a lot. And so people can look it up on YouTube. I watched one hour and a half long video and it improved the quality of my life by 50% in terms of my time. No way. Yeah. And it's all of... What, it, what, it, what do you do? What is it? It's Jedi mind tricks. It's like, it's yeah. this idea that you can get used to anything if you're not focused on it all the time. Like, the example I use is the people in Canton, wow. they can't smell the paper factory. Right? Okay, right. And so, um, and people from Western North Carolina will get that reference. And anybody who's ever been to Canton will get that reference. And anyone who's been near a paper factory will get it. You get, it's a horrible smell. And you well, get I, I, Personally, I've never even, when I went to Canton, I was like, is this real? Like, I, I didn't even, I didn't even, like, I've never seen, I've been to cities, bro. And I've never seen a city like that in my entire life. Yeah. Where it's just like a little downtown built around this monstrous industrial behemoth. It's so odd. It's a strange encounter for sure. Like the downtown precedes the paper mill, um, or at least the current iteration of it. I'm not sure. I didn't know that. Interesting. Downtown is old, like made out of bricks and stuff. And there's some cute little spaces down there that you, there my is. mind is like, ooh, this would be a great restaurant. But you absolutely cannot have a restaurant in Canton that you expect anybody who doesn't live in Canton to come to. But we love Canton, and you know what they say out there. That's the smell of money. And so, uh, um, you know, like, but I just bring it up. I'm, I'm not, I'm literally not trying to hate on Canton. It's a, a really cute little town. And that is how they, you know, I use paper. So thank you, Canton. Um, and so, but uh, you can get used to anything. So that's what I brought it up for, for the tinnitus. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy, and I recommend people Google it and research it if you're suffering from tinnitus. Wow. All right. Public service announcement from Stu Helm. Yeah, seriously. All right, Michael, let's talk about food. I heard I like food. that you ate yeah. buffalo wings in Buffalo. And hold, hold, hold the presses. You also yep. ate chili in Philadelphia. Are these rumors true? You see, they are. Um, I was, uh, I, I popped up to Buffalo to see my daughter who lives up there. 
Um, and uh, while I'm in Buffalo, I do enjoy the uh, local cuisine. Uh, matter of fact, I brought home in my suitcase uh, six everything bagels from a, uh, you know, like a famous little bagel spot in Buffalo. Um, and, uh, don't, you know, I, so here's the thing. I don't know because my friends got them for me and I was like, listen, I want to bring home bagels, like legit New York water bagels. And they said, we know just the place we're going to pick up a half dozen for you and send you home. And you know what? In, in my mind, stuff like that, you know, ignorance is bliss. Um, I'm good with not knowing the name of the place, I will look it up if that's, you know, if, if that's important, because obviously there's going to be a slew of people listening to this that are going to go to Buffalo immediately because it's such a great town. Um, and, 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 yeah, and all of our listeners who live in Buffalo currently are going to be like, what is exactly we go where Micah goes? We don't exactly. know anything about where to find bagels in our so there's a lot of public service going on on this episode. So I do have a statement on Buffalo wings though. And it's, uh, this would be controversial if we, we were, you know, big in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but I, I do enjoy myself some wings, man. And I've had wings on, you know, probably in every corner of this country, like literally from Southern California to Maine to New York you know, Florida, whatever. And I was presented and unfortunately now that I know that we have these conversations on the regular, I will start documenting the name of said establishments, but I did not document the name of said establishment. Um, the, uh, my friends up there were like, Oh, you've got to try the Buffalo wings from blah, blah, blah. That's the name. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna name a restaurant. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Just to get all the free publicity from people who can't remember what, what they're exactly. actually about. exactly. And you know what? They were friggin' buffalo wings stew. That's my controversial statement. Like, okay, I I will I will friggin' buffalo wings. I will I will admit something special. Yeah, well, I will admit for some reason. There is pizza in New York that you, you literally can't find anywhere else. Like right. there is. Right. I've had it. There are tacos in Los Angeles that I just, I've never had before. There's, you know, uh, Phillies in Philly is a little bit of a different thing. Italian, I'll tell you one of them, uh, the, the, an Italian beef that I had in Chicago. It, it's been hard for me to find anything that is comparable. However, Buffalo wings, I think in its simplicity, right, mm-hmm. is easily, I don't want to say like copied, but it's yeah. Replicated. Right. Yeah, it really is, man. And so like I've had some great buffalo wings here in Asheville, which are mm-hmm. as good as any buffalo wings I've ever had in Buffalo. So anyway, my point is just because buffalo uh, you know, concepted the Buffalo wing doesn't mean that they hold kind of like a patent on, Oh, the best Buffalo wings are in Buffalo. That's just not a true statement. No, unfortunately. So well, that is my, that is my controversial statement about Buffalo wings in Buffalo. <laughs> I'm going to say being somebody who's not from Buffalo, that that's not controversial at all. No, 
And the Philly I had in Philly sucked. Oh, we'll get back to that in a second because that's a controversial statement. A- anytime you say the word Philly, it's automatically controversial. Yeah, true, uh, true, true story. Let me just say that, yeah, Buffalo Wings, we discussed this last time you were on. They have like three ingredients, like yeah. butter, Tabasco sauce, and black pepper. Like, that's it. Come on. And so it's all about how much of each and how the quality of the wings and how long you cook them and how well you cook them and how they look on the plate and blah, blah, blah. And you can do it anywhere. So, and that's not like a slag on Buffalo because that's their great contribution to the world is like we in the hard times and like we told the apocryphal story last time of the winter storm that kept everybody trapped inside the bar that's all they had to eat la di da so you know they have a legend and a food item named after them and there's like a chain restaurant called buffalo wild wings like (laughs) yep they're uh they achieved greatness beyond i would say even beyond here here we go straight into controversy beyond the philly the philly has yeah, that's true because Buffalo Wings level, are certain, yeah, yeah. The level of popularity or renown that the Buffalo Wing has. So congratulations. Buffalo to Wings are culinary city in the world. Exactly. There's they're served in almost every bari, grilly restaurant in the country. Yes. So you're right on the money with that. So let's talk about your Philly. All right, but I Where have to prep it? Yeah, I have to preface with it was an airport Philly. Oh my god. However, how however, yes. Um one of the fun things about uh traveling around the country uh that that I found is that the airports do provide a, you know, a decent representation of the cuisine of that area. Like I'll give you an example. Charlotte has some pretty killer barbecue joints you know um uh la has lax has literally like a a kogi is it kogi or yeah i think oh my god i forgot the name anyway they they have like a famous korean taco truck okay right um i think it's kogi um sonia can you hear me (laughs) never mind um and they literally have a truck inside the terminal they have okay. a food truck yeah, in wow. the terminal. That's so cool. Come on, man. Shooting out these tacos. And, bro, they're the best freaking Korean tacos, like, ever. So I do find that – and, okay, giving you another example. MIA has a great Cuban restaurant, you know, like okay. Miami International. So I just figured, hey, the Philadelphia airport's going to have a freaking killer Philly. And I went to their little food court, and there was, like, this famous – you know, uh sandwich shop that had famous beef sandwiches and fillies and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, perfect. Um, and God, I tell you, man, I have to start writing down these names. Um, and uh and I I got the Philly cheesesteak, you know, I like your provolone. We've had that conversation, and it was there is one word that will simply describe the experience, and it is underwhelming. Underwhelming. All right. Well. You know, you, you explained yourself quite well. We'll let you off the hook. Um, and I agree. I, I often look forward to trying the airport food when I travel. and It's not sure. all, you know, 
Um, but I've had some killer crab cakes and like Maryland. Like, no, it was like in South Carolina or someplace. I forget. Like it would have oh. to be an airport around here because we. It's the only reason we'd be there. Um, but uh, yeah, but so your Philly experience was disappointing, and that's and there's people all over Philadelphia listening to our show right now, just throwing, <laughs> throwing their radios out the window and in a rage state that you would even bring up an airport Philly, and they're and they're gonna write you cards and letters of complaint, Micah. So get ready for the flood. Well, here, I'll, let me just pile on one more thing then okay. in that case. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to my friends that are up in, uh, up in Buffalo and I'm like, so what is, you know, besides Buffalo wings, like what is, what is Buffalo famous for? And they're like, Oh, have you tried sponge candy? And I'm like, no, I've never even heard of sponge candy. They're like, oh, you have to try sponge candy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, bring it on, man. I, I, I love trying new things. And so they got uh, a bag of sponge candy. And um, so you know that foam insulation that's in a can, you spray out like the foam insulation and it turns yes. into this like, yeah. Um, it's called it, not only, it not only looked like that. Yes. But it tasted like that, too. Now, come on. I've had sponge candy. I grew up eating sponge candy. <laughs> Stu, it's, it's horrible. It melts away on your tongue. It just goes yes. and melts away <laughs> on your tongue. And it's basically just burnt sugar whipped into a froth. And then it... It's, it's like foam. Sweet. What's that? It's hard foam. It's hard foam. It is. You whip the burnt sugar into a foamy froth, and then it hardens that way. And there you have sponge candy. And I'm going to say, Buffalo, I don't know that you invented sponge candy. <laughs> I grew up in and around Boston, and we ate that all the time. So maybe up. Boston sponge candy is just, you know, superior. I'm, of course, of course. Name me any way that Buffalo is superior to Boston. Oh, I miss Boston. I do too. It it got too fancy for my pants, though. I I couldn't afford it anymore. That's why. That's the main reason I moved to Chicago and started living there. Is Boston was like, yeah, it's thirty dollars a foot to live yeah. in this town. I know. <laughs> and I was like, off to Chicago, where I ate like rice and beans for a long time, and then started eating great food. That's the city that I kind of became a quote-unquote foodie and yeah term too much but it's a um, great city to do it in yeah you got you got your you got your people's food right like all kinds of great food for the people and then at the time there were like really fancy cutting-edge restaurants starting to open up around uh chicago so i had a couple of experiences at those while also eating pizza but not chicago style pizza which i'm not a huge fan of I used to go to, sorry, Chicago. I used to go to Rick oh. Nielsen's pizza place. You know, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. He owns. Uh, I, 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 I did not know he had a pizza place. Owns a pizza place, and it's called Peace, P-I-E-C-E, and uh, it's New York style pizza, <laughs> and it's awesome. I loved it. And his guitars are hanging on the wall and everything. I don't know if it's still around. I haven't lived in Chicago in, in about 50 or 60 years. Uh, 50 and 60 years? Yeah. Okay. Something like that, Mike. Uh, yeah. 
approaching 80 years since I lived anywhere besides Asheville. Um, um Chicago's got some amazing food, man. That's, that's, woof. Yeah, I can't hardly remember the name of any restaurant I ate there anymore, except for Peace. And gosh, I guess if I if I struggled, I could. But what would be the point of that? They're probably not even open. I I do want to talk about a, a taco experience I had here in Asheville, though, Micah. I'd love to hear about this taco experience. So I went to El Gallo. I think you and I talked about El Gallo a little bit we, last. We time. did. Yeah. Yep. So you know how I, I thought. Celebrity chef Eric Reppert had bought El Gallo. Turns out local chef Mike Reppert bought El Gallo. Uh, but I, I went, I, I had a taco and it was great, but I got it to go a couple of weeks ago. And it, by the time I got it home, it didn't look great. So I didn't take a picture to share. I just took a picture of the bag and shared that. Um, <laughs> but then I went back and I ate in so I could get the plating and everything. And I had two tacos and they were both great. One was the pork pastor. But one was a really special taco that I'm recommending to everybody in Asheville, and that it was called the Case of Beria. It's like queso and, and then birria. Or, I wrote it down, Mike. I don't want to spell it because that's boring, but let's do it anyways. It's Q-U-E-S-A-B-I-R-I-A, Case of Beria. Okay, you have, you have my attention. What is in this? It's beef. It's like braised beef, so really tender beef. And then you kind of got to see the picture. Maybe not. Maybe I can describe it. I'm a professional food describer after all, Micah. <laughs> Marvelous. But it is just a taco that's put on the grill after it's assembled. And so it's like grilled on the outside and the juice kind of seep out of it. And the cheese kind of seeps out of it a little bit. And the cheese gets grilled a little bit. So it's a little bit of crunchy cheese on the edge. And it can it gets kind of you know it's sort of stewed in its own juices for a little bit on top of the grill it gets a little crispy on the outside sounds incredible it's awesome man like i had and you had this a day later what's that you had this a day later like a day after my first taco experience oh no no wait you had one fresh you're saying i thought you said you brought this home fresh fresh okay 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 okay. the first taco i had i brought it home and I ate it as soon as I got home, but it had already it. like fallen apart. Like, got it. It just, it, it was great once I ate it, but it wasn't picture worthy. And I didn't want to represent the first thing I got from this new place with a crappy picture, you know, and just felt like that wouldn't be fair. So enough. where are they exactly? They're located right on college street and Rankin Avenue, right where uh table used to be. God, that's right. Yep. The cool. table moved over to where, Bobo used to be for old timers. Um, yeah, and then it was like a Caribbean or a... Yes, it was called Calypso. Calypso, right. That's and right. it was also called Lex 18 for a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, so Table is over there now. And then El Gallo was owned by Chef Jacob Sessoms, who owns Table. But then right. he sold it to Chef Mike Rapper, who was from Blackbird. So, woo, Micah, it's like trying to trace back the the lineage of the two doors or something. Like, dude, it sounds like a really good taco. What what would you say? I'm not not to, you know, <laughs> my joke about the tutors felt totally flat. Oh, I'm sorry. Just whatever, dude. I'll I'll not, save my medieval English humor for other co-hosts. I'm not that smart. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, right. that one went that one went right over my head, man. Okay. Um, I apologize. Let's talk about tacos. You were about well. I was to gonna go. ask. I was gonna ask you where is your favorite taco place in town? Um, I don't have one to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, the standard answer across town is Taqueria Munoz. I sure. refuse to give standard answers. Um, yeah. And I, I went to Taqueria Munoz. I think I might have ordered the wrong tacos because I wasn't, like, super impressed. Like, they yeah. were good, but I wasn't, like, mind blown. Right. Head and shoulders above everything else. Um, so, and I do like tacos. My current favorite taco in town is this quesabiria. Like, I had a similar taco in Portland when I was out there. And it was called, it was done something like the, it was named after a region in Mexico and was supposedly how they eat them in that region. And it was on the grill just like that. And the juices all came out. And so I was like, man, I hope somebody in Asheville does that. And you now somebody right downtown is doing something very similar, if not exactly the same with a different name. So that's my current favorite taco in town. Now I got, I got, I got to try it now. Where's your favorite taco place? So, you know, uh, Taco Munoz is, is, is fantastic, I feel. Um, there's, in Fletcher, there's a little, on Hendersonville Road, um, there's a little red truck. I posted about it a long time ago. That when the first time I went there, I was kind of blown away. Um, just like authentic Mexican style tacos. And the second time I went, you know, I was less blown away. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but every time I think about Asheville and tacos, the one thing that comes to mind consistently is breakfast tacos. Oh, where do you get those? Oh my God, dude. Taco Billy. Oh, Taco Billy. They do have a nice line of breakfast tacos. Oh, I mean, their breakfast tacos over there, they, every, you know, everything is a play on Billy. So I think one is called the Billy ocean. One is, called yep. the Billy Jean um Billy Holiday yeah but they wild shells like I think one of their shells is like a sweet potato shell it's plantain they have a plantain they have a plantain though they have a sweet potato one too yeah that's right oh, they do really? have a plantain. Oh, yeah, oh, they absolutely do yeah oh, yeah cool. um dude their breakfast tacos are just out of the world out of this world and I know they're not traditional like Mexican tacos but yeah I mean, whenever I get, whenever I get to that little area, Hole and Taco Billy are like a must. Oh yeah. Hole. Oh my God. So good. Um, as long as we're talking about non-traditional tacos, I'll give a shout out to the cheese steak. Let's not call it the Philly taco at, uh, white duck taco. They do a a cheese steak taco that's really tasty. And I ordered it one time on a whim thinking, Oh, this is going to be such trash. And it was like. Five bites, deliciousness. You know, their tacos are a reasonable size at a reasonable price, so you can kind of mix and match them up a little bit. So I like right. that. Um, well, the best the best taco I've ever had in Asheville does not exist anymore. Oh, no. Uh, it was from AVL Taco, but not the truck at Rabbit Rabbit, the, the drive-thru that used okay. to be in North Asheville. It was a special. It was a... Spicy buffalo cauliflower taco. I ordered it on a whim. It, it, it's not even something I would normally eat. I was just like, you know, this is so wild. I have to try it. I'm telling you, dude, that was one of the best tacos I've ever had in my life. Non-traditional, obviously. 
Yeah. But I'm so pissed that I will most likely never have that experience again. End of story. End of story. Yeah. I often talk about foods that we think about that we'll never eat again. There's a, there's a lobster sandwich from Boston that like I'll be on my deathbed saying, Oh, remember that sandwich? Um, it was incredible. It had, had cornbread all chopped up on the grill in butter. Oh, oh my God. It was a huge sandwich. It ended up like, this was in the eighties. It cost like $15 or something, which was an outrageous price for a sandwich in the eighties. And I was an art student at the time and I used to like save my money to get this sando. And man, oh man, Shevitz, it was so good. I'm still talking about it. I'm telling 30 years later. 30 years, at least 30 years later. Yes. I'm leaning wow. forward. Um, Mike, I just want to talk about this fancy dinner I had at Cultura. Please. Oh my God. You got, there's this series of dinners. I think you would enjoy them. You, sh- you should go. Um, it's, uh, they're all like to raise money and awareness for charity and what they do so much of that at Cultura. Chef Eric Morris is like super into community and stuff. And this, they have a woman named Rachel who does all their fundraising and stuff and she's awesome. Uh, and so they invite me to these fancy dinners and, uh, they're eight course. This last one was eight courses. Wow. And there were three desserts. <laughs> what? Yeah. And uh one was in a little shiny gold box to take home, a macaron. And I really uh, I love that. When I host fancy dinners myself, I try to send everybody home with something, either a trinket or something. That's interesting. I like that. What's that? I like that. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Like go home with something. Yeah, it's a way to sort of keep in their mind even the next day and stuff. And especially if you give them a trinket, they'll always like look at that trinket and remember that dinner, you know? Um, Smart. And so, uh, yeah, this dinner was, it featured another chef. That's part of the deal. Like these special dinners feature other chefs and it's part of the dinner series is called cultivated community. And um, cause all of the food and beer and wine at Cultura has been, uh, through a, um, cultivation process, like they have a fermenting room and stuff like that. And huh. everything, like just about everything on the menu has gone through some sort of fermenting process. Um, and so, but this dinner featured chef Jonathan Pridgen, who is the charcuterie chef from Kudate. And, uh, it was phenomenal, man. It was obviously a very meat heavy dinner with, uh, okay. It featured one pig, a red wattle pig from, ah, crap, I'm spacing out on the farm, name of the farm right now. It's a special kind of pig and it tastes really good. Sorry if there's any pigs listening. Um, but, uh, so the whole deal is like when they buy one of these pigs from a local farm, they use every little bit of it, you know, like there ain't no waste at all. And so sure. there was like, liver mousse and uh lardo and stuff like that involved and things that normally might be like that's a little tough to get down me you know like oh my god they served like two slices of liver mousse that were like the size of a piece of cheesecake or something not tall like a one layer cheesecake to oh like, on the plate to me to everybody everybody got two of these slices and 
this is like so good. I crushed it, man. And I, I don't know if I've ever eaten that much liver mousse in my life, but it tasted like it was almost like a savory dessert. It was so creamy and it had a, a, a glaze on top that was made out of fruit. So it was like the sweetness with the savory and wow, that sounds incredible. Yeah, oh, good. And the, the night started off with a little cup of what looked like slim jims. They call them snack salamis, which I think. Snack Salami might be the name of my next punk rock band. But um, <laughs> these little uh, Slim Jims, and the, it reminded me of a meme I saw that the, when they get that fancy, they should be called Slender James. Um, Slender so James, fantastic. Slender, Slender James is, was very delicious. And then, but there was pork and there, like a big old piece of pork and in a jus, you know, and ah, mind-blowing. Good I go Lord. to a lot of these types of dinners, right? These multiple course dinners where there's yeah. five to eight courses. And you go in with the mindset that there's going to be some stuff that you don't like, uh, and that's on you. And you even go in with the mindset that some stuff's not going to be good, which is on them. Uh, but this one was like every bite of every dish was so good like plate scraper good that I crushed it all, including both of the desserts that were served. And one of them was a panna cotta with um, apple apple gelati, or I I forget what the word is, Um, granati, apple granati, which is just like shaved ice almost. You just freeze apples and then you ice them up. Um, and man, the panna cotta was some of the best I've ever had, Mike. It was. When do they run these dinners? <laughs> um, as far as I know, Cultura itself is open every Friday and Saturday. So you can go in and have this kind of food. Oh, uh, you could just uh, do it. What's that? It's like a, it's, it's just, it's an option on the menu. It's like a chef's, like, I'm not like chef's dinner. I have to admit, I'm kind of ignorant about what's going on with their regular schedule at Cultura. Like, these are specific dinners that you have to, like, follow them on Facebook to find out. Got it, got it, got it. You can go to their website to see when the next one is and buy a ticket. They're ticketed, and they're they're pretty exclusive, man. Like, the, the buttons, the chef Katie button was like sitting a few tables over from me and I myself was sitting with Shay Brown. Um, so it was like the hobnob elite people of Asheville. I mean, right. I'm, I'm being, uh, somewhat facetious because, you know, Katie and I are friends. It's not like a celebrity sighting to me. Are, aren't you, aren't you one of those, uh, stuffy hobnob, uh, Asheville celebrities there, Stu? Absolutely. 100%. Okay, just checking. You, just checking. you got it. Let's yeah. check. Yep. 100%. That's why I get invited to these things, to class them up a little bit. Exactly. That's yeah. the first thing that, that popped into my head. So, Micah, yeah, I know I rambled a lot about that dinner, and I could ramble a lot more. Oh, It sounds it, amazing. Sounds like amazing. It was like an apple fritter with some whipped cream on top, and I was like, oh, I can't. There's no way. I'll just take a little bite so I know what it tastes like. I crushed it. <laughs> I was like, God. Yeah, you're so. making me hungry. Where do you want to eat? Ah, uh, you know, if I had my choice, I would get some, and I know this is crazy, some Rockies wings today. 
Oh, why is that crazy? There's nothing crazy. Because I just came from Buffalo, and I want one of my hometown favorites. That's why. Well, that's that's just lovely because support local, I say. Where are you eating today? I'm not sure. I'm kind of waiting for my guy, Patty Riles, to get back to me so that I can uh, see if he wants to grab lunch somewhere. Talk about nice. food tours. Talk about food tours, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I gotta go on one. Person. I gotta go on one of your food tours, man. I, I've been wanting to do that forever. I still never did it. That would be fun. You gotta come on a food tour. Well, I know. I'm, I I'm hoping to have three tours available every week. So, and I'm nice. hoping that a couple of them might be more like a larger uh, capacity tour. So, we'll get you on a tour anytime. I'd love to anytime join. You want to come on a tour? You just tell me. Awesome, dude. I love it. All right, Michael. Well, uh, thanks for coming on with me. We'll call this segment Chit Chat. Chit Chat. Chit Chat. Morning Chit Chat. <laughs> um, the, the, the morning zoo wouldn't be nearly as fun without you. <laughs> well, it's, it's always, it's always awesome to do this, man. Sorry. I'm a little, uh, under energy today. I'm just feeling a little jet lag. You know, that Buffalo to Asheville flight woof, really gets you. Yeah. Is it cold up there? <laughs> Same as here. Nothing crazy. Okay, all right. Because it gets it's ass cold up there. Oh yeah, it gets bad. Like two feet of snow, bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. your your boogers freeze and your mustache bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All, all right. right. Well, thanks again. And Thank I you, sir. Talk to you soon. Enjoy your day. Sounds good. Bye. Thanks,